in, in Rwanda, just, just for context, we will get presidential elections, which took last year August, took place last year August, and this year you elect parliamentarians. They did it on Monday, and for the first time, a move described by the RPF, that's the Rwanda Patriotic Front, as an indication that Rwanda is now a democracy because they have not been able to win. You know, Elvis, from out here, it's hard to tell why opposition will never win. But when you're in Rwanda, and I was there for the whole of last week, you talk to a taxi driver, you talk to a waiter at a hotel. They don't seem to know anything else other than RPF, because <laughs> RPF came in, took them out of what was literally a hellhole. So, and, and the country has been doing pretty well on all fronts, except where people will criticize Paul Kagame and say he's not allowing opposition and he's not big on media freedom. But in the end, 40 seats altogether went to RPF, and the smaller parties one is few, because in Rwanda, Elvis, and that's why they are number one on women representation in parliament in Africa, 24 seats are reserved for women. So out of the 83 seats that the parliament has 80 seats, then the parties compete for 53 because 24 are reserved for women. So if you don't have a, you are sure to have 24 women out of 80 in parliament, and then two are reserved for youth and one is for the disabled. So 27 seats out of 80 are already out of reach for ordinary parties. The parties are competing for 53, so 40 of them went to RPF, and the others are going to the other parties. Now, Nigeria is in the spotlight. The Business Day leads on the front page today with exchange rules where Nigeria grabs 75 million from Standard Bank's account, but MTN Nigeria has been directed to pay $2 billion. Accumulated import duties value added tax. However, MTN is denied that they owe any taxes to Nigeria. Will this ever end? It will not end until they settle. Eventually, they won't have to repatriate 8.1, or at least let's start with the $2 billion that they are saying are import duties. They say when you import equipment, you import, or import anything, you have to pay tax on it. Now, MTN is denying that. Value-added tax outstanding. I think that one might be difficult to duck because probably there will be a lot of, of documents to prove that. But the illegal repatriation, remember, this is money that could have come out as profit, that could have come out as anything. That the government of Nigeria is insisting, the central bank, saying, when you move money out of Nigeria, you must seek permission. They say you didn't do that. It's going to be hard to duck that one. I don't know, Elvis, but remember, MTN paid $1.7 billion in fines not so long ago. They actually mm. settled it this year for that unregistered SIM card. You know, my reading of it, Elvis, is that business has changed. When you do business in Nigeria, you're just going to have to make sure, like a driver in a, in a very strict state, wear your seatbelt, don't speed, don't overtake where there's a barrier line, because there's always going to be something that you're going to be caught out for. I don't know the facts of the case, but it's not the first time MTN is found wanting when it comes to compliance. So chances are there's no smoke without fire here. I tell you, and this is not a 419 scam either. Now in Kenya, (laughs) in Kenya, the High Court has suspended the decision by Treasury to levy a 16% value-added tax on VAT. uh, On fuel. uh, On fuel, yes. So now, but the the it's it's a confusion because the the Nairobi High Court the judge declined to suspend the VAT on petroleum products two days before 
Tell yeah. us more about this. Well, another one, Bugomba, that's another high court. Three people, they're just ordinary citizens, Titus, Alila, Jackline, Otieno, and Francis Ogada. They went to court and through an advocate called Kenneth Amondi. They said this law is going to raise the cost of living, but also it's procedurally unfair hmm. because the president hasn't assented, he hasn't signed it. And why has the president not signed the act that was supposed to come into force on September the 1st? Because he was in China for the Forum for China and Africa Trade. So it's almost as if he went away and left his permanent secretary to deal with it. And I suspect President Uhuru Kenyatta here, I suspect, he was testing the waters as to whether the people of Kenya will accept this. The finance bill that was supposed to affect this, as I say, he hasn't signed it. So he was probably testing the water and see if he should sign it or not. It's a political thing. But there were incidences, and I was in Kenya on Sunday flying from Rwanda, and the queues were unbelievable because suddenly the distributors were not collecting because they are saying we're not going to collect VAT on this. It's not something we want to do. But fees for buses, Elvis, in some areas just doubled from 200 shillings to 400 because of this. My goodness. Victor, I thank you so much for that report. Victor Khamashwana, he's the director at Africa's Open for Business.